On today's show, the Yankees are bad. And we're going to talk about how bad they are. That's it. That's all we're talking about. All right, maybe a couple of other things. So buckle up because a brand new Locked on Yankees is coming up. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Mastracco. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the like button and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Before we begin, I would like to thank the Yankees for being the reason I set a new personal record in a 60-minute spin class last night. And not only did I set a new personal record, I smashed my old one by 75 points. So maybe the Yankees losing isn't a bad thing for me because I wanted to get into really good shape for my high school reunion in October. And if they keep losing, I'll lose more weight. So thank you for that. And uh, when they lose tonight, because I have no faith whatsoever in them doing anything good, tonight against the Rays, um, I might take a medal class because they're usually the hardest ones on Peloton. And I think I want to see if I can make it through a medal class. And if they make me angry enough, I probably will. So thank you for that, Yankees. As I was doing the ride, I was looking, you could see your personal record. And about 15 minutes in, I was 20 points ahead. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, I'm going to beat my personal record. And I kept checking every you know, 10 minutes. And when I saw I was like 50 points ahead, I was like, oh, so I was pushing even harder. And I finished at 390, which for most people on Peloton is like nothing in 60 minutes, but I have um, old people knees. So the fact that I was almost near 400, I was very proud. So thank you, Yankees, for sucking and making me angry. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym after this, and I'm going to see if my if I can push my back squat up to 150 today. Ooh. And hovering around like the 140s. Yeah, but it has so. nothing to do with baseball. I, I don't care who wins or loses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh God, what a, everything about that game was annoying. We, we spoke before we started recording because Abby had not seen the Aaron Hicks play until a few minutes before we started recording. And uh, Abby, what was your reaction to seeing Aaron Hicks do his best impression of a person stuck in a blender? He's a better outfielder than that. Yeah. He can track a fly ball. like, And he said, um, you know, I just, I turned the wrong way and I couldn't recover. No, you did. Like, you went on a fairy ground. <laughs> I can bleep that out. <laughs> he, went, he, like, put himself on a merry-go-round or something. Yeah. Like, that was not a difficult ball to track. No. And yet somehow, but I think that just sort of what, that's what happens when, you are in, in such a bad slump like this. Not only in the Yankees slumping, but Aaron Hicks is slumping. What his batting average with runners in scoring position is terrible. Yeah, they showed a stat last night with the bases loaded in his career, not just this season where he's not doing well. His career, he's batting 145 when he has the bases loaded. 
How, I don't even know how that's possible for someone to be that 173 with runners in scoring position this season. Yeah. The fifth worst in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think when it rains, it pours. Yeah. And Hicks is, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe it's time for the Yankees to move on from him. It's been years of trying to deal with his injuries and he's a good player when he's healthy, but you know, this is not acceptable. Right, because he's been healthy. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. Like we uh, assumed that a healthy Aaron Hicks would be a contributor to this team, and you know, save for the big home run against the Astros, he really hasn't done anything. No. And it's just you know, as you say, we talk about it. When someone's struggling at the plate, it sometimes leaks into their defense, and then it just affects their entire game. And last night was just, oh, my God, it was so bad. are slumping. He's personally slumping. Things like that are going to happen. It's unfortunate when they do, but you've got to figure out a way to get out of it. And, I mean, that's all there really is. I did see a really funny tweet about Aaron Hicks. Let me see if I can find it again. By the way, the uh, probability of that catch was 95%. So it wasn't a difficult play at all. Oh, man. I thought I bookmarked this tweet. Well, I predicted the double play, and I was right. I was like, he's definitely hitting into a double play. I know it. And then as soon as he did, I nearly banged my head onto the... The chair that I sit in in the den when I'm watching Yankee games has wooden arms. It's a recliner and it's very cushy and very comfortable, but the arms are wooden and I nearly banged my head <laughs> into the wooden arm of the chair, which would have been great. You know, maybe I would have knocked myself out and missed the rest of the game. Well, I mean, I think now the attention turns to Harrison Bader, who's uh, in a yeah. walking boot, but he's still a couple weeks away. Yeah. And even, so... well, and he's, he's probably, I mean, at this point, he might be an upgrade over Aaron Hicks. But defensively, he, he's pretty good. But yeah. he still has not proven that he he has an everyday major league bat. Right. Now, maybe Stanton coming back can help, although that's going to push Judge into center field again. Stanton can play right. Judge can play center. Benintendi can play left until Bader comes in. Um, and maybe put one of the guys who's having defensive issues at DH <laughs> to, like, give them at least a spell there. Um, I really... I found was... It says, oh. um, tell Aaron Hicks the Yankees are playing their next 47 games at Top Golf and just leave him there and let him have a good time. <laughs> you sure? I mean, he really hit the ball a long way. Oh my God, that's funny. Like moonshot he had back in, like I don't, it was in the off season. I don't remember whether it was like December or January, but he hit it over the actual netting. Oh yeah. Of Top Golf. Yeah. Leave him there and let him have a good time. Oh uh, yeah. Just last night was just so frustrating to watch. Nothing was going right, except for Garrett Cole. Let's not leave that out. I was jo- I was going to joke that Garrett Cole is the new Jordan Montgomery not getting run support, but none of the starters are getting run support. It's not even just Garrett Cole. It's everyone. It's, uh, yeah, the offense is a black hole for like seven slots out of nine, and it's not fun to watch at all. Like, it's not fun to sit there and not even have any glimmer 
of confidence in anyone to do anything. And this is such a reversal from the first few months of the season. I yeah. think once the calendar turned to summer, something happened. They went because to they were, yeah, they were fine in the spring. And then once June 21st happened, it was like, what, what on earth is going on with this team? So, well, I mean, getting Stanton back should be like an emotional boost for the team. Um, I, I am curious, Bader, I'm still curious about because why do you make that move to send Jordan Montgomery? If he's not, I mean, you can't use him right now. And how he's still a couple weeks away. Well, they're running out of time. I just, I still, I'm middle still, of August. I am still stuck on the fact that, like, I get how trades work, but if you're going to trade a starter and not trade him for a pitcher, at least trade him for someone who can play right away and not someone you're yeah. waiting on. Like, it's just. Because I, you just gave the Cardinals free help. Yeah. Granted, it's in a different league, but like, okay, the Yankees didn't play well against the Cardinals. Yeah, and he's doing well for the Cardinals because yeah. he was doing well for the Yankees. He had a few, you know, he kind of fell off a bit toward the end of his time with the Yankees. But how many starts did he do where the offense did nothing for him? Again, like they did in 2021. So I get it. You do need some, they need some outfield insurance right now. Yeah. But Bader. Uh, you, well, I just don't, I still don't necessarily understand. That seems like a very like Jerry Depoto move to me by Cashman, just making a move to make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a moment, we'll talk more about this. And something I was surprised about last night when I saw the tweet, I, I was kind of like, oh, I didn't realize it had been that long. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Abby, did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver because it's the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism, which, you know, we all need that. Thanks to modern diets rich in unhealthy and processed foods, constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite that metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. It contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin flushing and fat burning machine so you have no more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, and you don't feel tired all the time. Best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long-term. As a listener of Locked On Yankees, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Curb Fit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods, and it makes the perfect complement to Liver Health Formula. Go to getliverhelp.com MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com MLB to try Liver Health formula completely free or no not completely free <laughs> no. completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of curb fit again get liverhelp.com mlb and go there now to get started thanks again for making locked on yankees your first listen every day subscribe now to locked on yankees on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres so the thing that i was shocked about last night was Sunday night and Monday night were the were two shutouts. And it was the first time since 2016 that the Yankees had two shutouts in a row. And then I thought about it because at first I was shocked. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, yeah, they've made the playoffs every year since then. Yeah. And 2016 was the last year they didn't make the playoffs. And, you know, they've they've been a good team. They just haven't lasted long in the playoffs. Uh, you know, 
especially 2019, they won 103 games. So it wasn't yep. like they were a slouch in any way. But I still found that so surprising. But they're starting to do things, you know, the beginning of the season, they were doing historic things in a good way. <laughs> and now they're doing historic things or things they've never done before or, you know, things they haven't done in a really long time in the wrong way <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they've still got that 10-game lead. Oh, yes. Let's talk it, about this briefly. I mean, but there, it could be dwindle. If they continue to play this week against the Rays and the Jays, the way that they've been playing, yeah, that, I mean, that really could shrink. But, like, what's going what's gonna to give here? Because, you know, I yeah. can see them getting swept by the Rays, but the Jays have just been humiliated by Baltimore. Baltimore keeps beating them, and rather handily like they're just making them look really bad and as i said on yesterday's show i know a bunch of toronto fans and they're so frustrated with the fact <laughs> that toronto cannot take advantage of how bad the yankees are and the lead is still 10 we'll see you know what happens by the time the jays get here for their four game series and you know uh my brother was trying to convince me that the yankees aren't going to lose the division but i'm like it's still there's st uh, hello how many games were the Mets ahead of the Phillies in 2007 with two weeks left and they blew the division? It was Ooh, like six yeah. or seven. So, and then yeah, what was that Red Sox lead that one year? What, you know, the Fred Chicken in the Clubhouse controversy. Oh, uh, what was that? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was the season that they lost. Um, on the uh, they missed the playoffs on the last mm -hmm. day of the season, right? Oh, I can't even remember what that lead was. But yeah, that was also, you know, there's plenty of time. It's August 16th. <laughs> there's more than enough time. They could blow the division lead by the end of August. So at this rate with the way they're playing. Josh Ooh. Beckett, John Lester, John Lackey settled into a habit of drinking beer, eating fried chicken, playing video games. <sighs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're winning, you can get away with those things. But when yeah. the... When the <sighs> when the place started slipping it's hard because those guys were probably some of the clubhouse leaders i mean it's, i would think it's, so yeah yeah it's when you're winning you can get away with stuff like that and it's funny you right. know it's like crash davis in um in bull durham you know he's like the the uh fungus on the shower shoes he's like if you win the press will call you colorful you lose, they'll call you sloppy. And it, you can get away with those things when you're winning. And it is, it does seem kind of quirky and fun and like, oh, they've got this fun tradition of eating fried chicken and having a beer in the clubhouse after every, after they win, you know, or after every start. Um, but when you lose, it just seems like, it seems lazy. Okay, what right. are you doing? Like, you're not taking care of your body after a start. You're That's kind of old school, you know, the guys in the 80s would drink beer and have fried chicken stuff like that after games um, now it's protein shake though and you have treatment to uh, and look I don't know that they weren't doing that kind of thing but it's just one of those things that when you win you can do that and it yeah. seems fun and quirky like what a fun you know good luck tradition or whatever uh, but when you lose it seems kind of classless right right like you like you just don't care right it that's what like it is yeah and you don't want to seem like you don't care now the opposite of not caring was Anthony Rizzo last night, who, God, like I said, I thought the turning point of the game was that, 
moment where he got hit by the pitch and then the home plate umpire made that silly ruling that uh no you were in the it's he it looked like he thought the ball was going to go out and then he kind of he didn't purposely do that and i can't i still can't even believe that call was made but i said to my brother i said if he strikes out here they're not winning this game I said, this is such a bad turn of events that, and it was early. It was like the third inning, but I just, I was like, mm, no. Then the Hicks play happens after that. And I'm just like, oh, and it got so bad. They were down one nothing in the seventh. The crowd was doing the wave. <laughs> and it wasn't the upper deck people or, you know, the people in the 200s. The people in the cushy seats were doing the wave because I was hearing the noise of the crowd. And I'm like, well, they're not cheering. It like, wasn't allowed at Yankee Stadium. It shouldn't be. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, no, they're doing the wave, aren't they? I can hear it. And then I saw the people behind the plate doing it. And I was just like, I'm like, they're playing so badly that the fans had to find something to do <laughs> to keep themselves amused and occupied while this team was not doing anything on the field. So they were doing the wave. I loved the wave in 1985 when I was a kid. Loved it. Thought it was great, especially at the old stadium because the upper deck was huge and we would have a race with the lower level and see who would get around the stadium first. And I mean, it was just, I loved it, but I was 10 and 11 in 1985, you know, I turned 11 in August of 85. So, uh, yeah, I get it for the kids, but yeah, there were too many adults doing it. And not even <laughs> adults with kids. Like, they were adults in a group yeah. of adults doing it. I was like, all right, if they have kids, that's fine. I understand that. But no, there was a whole group of grown-ass people behind the plate who were doing the wave because the game was so bad. So I kind of hope that the Yankees saw that and were like, oh, my God. I can't, believe, <laughs> I can't believe we're this bad that the crowd has to do the wave. Because they weren't bad in 85 when they were doing the wave. It was just the wave, like became a thing in the mid 80s and it was like that was what you did during sporting events but it's 2022 let's stop hey fan don't do the wave like i don't know i don't care funny that they fans have such polarized stances on something that like other fans find to be a lot of fun well, i don't know in a one nothing game in the seventh inning when you want your team to do something i feel like you should pay attention more to the game if it's like yeah. a 15-1 game and your team is like beating the crap out of someone, then sure, do the wave. But like, I find that when they do it, because you see it a lot where they're doing it in close games where you should be paying attention to the game and not yeah, paying attention yeah. to, you know, the crowd. Um, you know, I always joke that I hate the wave, but, you know, it, I can see a reason for people to do it, but I don't think you should do it in a close game in the late innings. That's just bad sports etiquette people i can go into a whole rant about bad sports etiquette and what people do at the stadium because having season tickets for 15 years just wow people are the worst no one knows the correct rules of being at a sporting event um i wait for the play to be over or at least a pitch to be thrown before i sneak into my seat but people just walk back and forth don't care they block your view it's like what are you doing <laughs> And Where people, do you think like, people act worse, sporting events or airplanes? Ugh. Well, I haven't been on an airplane in a really long time, but people are really bad on airplanes. I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday. She was flying home from Germany, and there was a guy who kept spraying cologne, like, continuously on himself. Oh, no. To the point where, like, like the flight attendants warned him several times, and then 
the pilot actually had to say like, please don't spray scents. Like the pilot had to make an announcement. And then uh, I think it was like behind um, like her mom, there was a woman who had taken her shoes and socks off no. and had put her foot like on the armrest. Oh, I had someone do that to me. Like you, when you're watching a sporting event and when you're in a plane with other people, it's not your living room. <laughs> God, I once saw a guy walk around barefoot at Newark airport. I was like, you need a tetanus shot, buddy. People just like think that I get it. Flying is very uncomfortable. You do like, you want to do something to, like make yourself comfortable. And when you're at a sports game, you want to like you, you're so used to watching these things in your living room that you think it's your living. It's not your living room No. or other people around you. Keep your shoes on, keep your socks on. Don't recline your seat. I'll die on that hill. Yes. And when you're at a game, don't block other people's view. Don't go in and out of your seat in between plays because you know, I, I had, I've had to answer this question a few times for some fans who say like, Oh, it's not like the players can see me. I'm not going to distract the players. No, but you're going to distract the people who want to watch the game. Right. Right. So in a moment we will be, I guess we'll preview tonight's matchup, even though we previewed it in the preview, but you know, people don't always listen every day and they might've missed <laughs> some numbers. So, you know, we'll talk about Nestor Cortez and if he'll get run support, I don't think he will. But first, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few become a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, this still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. I remember really well in college when um, Nick Adenhart, the Angels pitcher, <gasps> was killed by a drunk driver. And I was covering college baseball in the area at the time. I was in Long Beach. He was out with some members of the Cal State Fullerton baseball team. So I didn't know them, but I had, you know, interviewed them several times. And I, had, I, I knew a lot of people involved in the Cal State Fullerton program. And I watched Nick Adenhart pitch that night while I was working on, I was doing my homework with baseball on. Yeah. And I remember waking up to go to class the next morning, putting on the news and they said Nick Adenhart. And I was like, no, wait, he just pitched last night, though. That same. I, I very clearly remember that. And me and a couple other friends I know from who work also worked in college baseball in Southern California, like went to the stadium that day to sort of pay respects and, and you know, so I'd see what was see how we could support other people and it just you know there's it's so easy now with uber and lyft there's just it's completely unnecessary yeah that's why every time like billy joel would get into an accident because billy joel has gotten into like 15 accidents driving and it's like <laughs> you're billy joel hire someone to drive you around mr yeah. bigot around <laughs> the hamptons like what is the matter with you like i don't understand people who have the money to call people to help them out and drive them just it's ridiculous so don't do it Tonight, ugh, all right, I'm so not looking forward to this. I, I think I'm not going to watch 
Okay. They tend to do better when I don't watch because I've been watching this stretch. Sitting through it. Even though I know it's not going to be a good outcome, but I'm just sitting through it. Do I like torturing myself? Not really, but I have been the past few weeks. I may give myself a break tonight. I might. We'll see how I feel. And, oh, it's an Amazon game, which I didn't realize. I thought it was a yes game, but I mentioned, um, Kay mentioned it last night. He's like, you know, tomorrow night's game is an Amazon game. So just so you know, if you don't have Amazon, you're lucky. You don't have to watch the game. <laughs> Nestor Cortez, 9-3 with a 2.67 ERA, 125 strikeouts. Jeffrey Springs, 4-3 with a 2.56 ERA, 91 strikeouts. Springs is another one of those guys who comes in for a few innings and then leaves, just like they did last night with all of their pitchers that they do. Because my, my brother was so funny. He's like, oh, I didn't realize the Rays still did this. I'm like, they're the Rays. Of course they still do it. I'm like, and Tyler Glass now is still out. Like, he's their one, like, starter that they had that could last, like, seven innings if you need him, need him to. Um I'm not worried about Nestor. I think Nestor will be fine. I, I'm worried about the offense again, not doing anything ever again. <laughs> Can they make it three in a row? <laughs> that should be. Too bad Bet Online isn't one of our spo uh, sponsors today. We could talk about, uh, hey, maybe you should bet that the Yankees will not score again for the third time in a row. <laughs> okay, but before we leave, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you believe in the ketchup bottle theory? What is that again? Okay, so Tamo Solani, he probably was not the, like, first person to come up with this. He's just, like, the most notable one that I remember because I worked with Tamo and he would talk about the ketchup bottle theory all the time. Ketchup bottle theory is, you know, when you've got, like, your, your offense is sort of, it's bottled up. But okay. what happens when you finally get what's, what's, you know, keeping the ketchup bottle, keeping the ketchup from coming out of the bottle? What happens when you get the bottle unstuck? It all comes out. Right. So do you think the Yankees are going to be able to, uh, it's, the runs are just going to come in bunches, the hits are going to come, the ketchup bottle is going to get unstuck at some point here soon. Do you think that's what's going to happen? I think it's possible. I just don't know when. I feel like this stretch is going to be longer than anyone anticipated, but I feel like, yes, at some point they're going to explode again and hopefully make it, oh, that sounds so bad. I was going to say explode again and make it last. <laughs> This is a family show, for the love of God. <laughs> I mean, I think it could, because this team is capable of scoring in bunches. It's just everyone is slumping at the same time. It'd be nice if they all weren't slumping at the same time, you know, and they were all hitting the ball at the same time, or at least the majority of them, because, you know, you'll have a couple of guys who don't do things while the rest of the lineup does stuff. Um, I just don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know when they're capable, but the most optimistic I, I think I've ever heard you. And that's all tepid optimism at best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't even, ugh, God, this is just, it's, it's, it's like the weirdest stretch of baseball I've watched in a really long time. And I've watched a lot of baseball and this just doesn't feel right to me at all. Like something is up. Something is up. I don't know if it's a, spiritual thing i don't know if someone has a voodoo doll like i don't know what's going on because it like i keep saying it turns so far in the opposite direction that it feels unnatural this doesn't feel right at all there's no reason for an extreme this bad so i i don't know hopefully the ketchup bottle will explode 
at some point and not cut anyone when it happens because <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't think I don't think the ketchup bottle breaks it's just that the ketchup finally comes out of the bottle it's, it's the Yankees so you know it might be one of those like uh you know hey someone has a big night then you find out the next day he needs his toe amputated so <laughs> I mean you know it could be that sort of a thing uh tomorrow's show we'll talk more about the Yankees we'll see how they do tonight against the Rays and then we'll have to preview the Jays series because that starts right away. It's a four-game series this weekend. Yeah, it starts so Thursday. About that. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those something's got to give series because Toronto hasn't been playing great. The Yankees have been playing like, pardon my expression, ass lately. And it's one of those like two not so great teams on a collision course, and who's going to outplay the other? Who knows? Because in the beginning of the season, it was like, oh, the Yankees are at home. They're definitely going to win. And now it's like, could go either way. It's not going to be a four-game sweep in either direction. I don't feel that, but we'll see what happens. Mm. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube, like and comment on YouTube, and click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And if you're looking for something else to listen to after you listen to us, why not listen to Locked On MLB? You can make your second listen of the day the Locked On MLB podcast. Host Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Tuesday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.